Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a success coach for high achievers living abroad. I help you redefine personal and professional success so that you can create a simple lifestyle with more income, impact, and freedom. So today, I'd love to introduce to you our special guest, Lucian Borges. She's a personal branding and LinkedIn expert. Uh, she's originally from Brazil and currently here in South Korea, but has her own portable business. So welcome, Lucianne, to the show. I can't wait to, to chat with you and learn more about your journey and, yeah, just your awesome story. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's really an honor to be part of the, this episode of the Positive Success Show. I love the name. <laughs> Seriously, so <laughs> sparkling. And especially in the beginning of the year, that it kinds of the word is urges for positive thinking, positive words, uh, positive attitudes. Though, so it's it's really a pleasure uh, to be part of the, this this podcast, especially in this years, in this year. And also, congrats on your idea and all the efforts you are putting together to bring to your audience, to bring to your community, insightful tips cases, transforming stories, and all kinds of uh, impactful examples to your community. This is very, very nice. Yeah, no, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And that's exactly why I started this, uh, this show, is to show others that there is a way to reach success, but also keeping in mind your well-being and your wellness. Yeah. And so... <laughs> For you, Lucienne, you know, you've been such an inspiration to me. I first met you when we were doing live workshops. Everyone, she was doing this amazing workshop on LinkedIn and just how to use LinkedIn to the max and like the real estate that you have when you're like introducing yourself, those first two lines, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it's so much. But Lucienne, thank you for, you know, really helping me open my eyes to my own LinkedIn account, which I didn't touch for years. Uh, and so I, I'd love to know, you know, how did you make that big transition from corporate life to having your own portable business? Okay. Well, it's been almost two years. Can you believe in that? <laughs> of that first <laughs> that we met each other. It's, it's really incredible. So let me go back a little bit. I, I, I would say that I'm kind of a chain maker because changing has been part of my life since my childhood. And I think it's because the idea of keeping doing the same for the entire life kind of scares me. So I'm always searching for different uh, perspectives, different opportunities. This is kind of my, it's a pure natural characteristic. So, but, uh, and, and I can tell you that I've been moving and changing, moving from my, my hometown in all my 20s. Uh, up to get, got divorced in my 40s. And then I fall in love with a foreigner. <laughs> one day I was told, honey, we are moving out. <laughs> so I, 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 the most challenging and rewarding time of my life began, I would say. And, and back then it's been like seven years, almost seven years. And I could not have foreseen the journey I would go on, the people I would encounter like you, the person I would become. 
and my life would ever be the same since that war, oh, we are moving out. And then it comes the story of my business because I used to say it's a kind of a love story because I used to be a career-oriented PR and communication for, for corporate business. And I, I was holding a manager management position after more, almost 23 years in the corporate business. And I had to give, give up and I, 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 I couldn't, <laughs> I had to choose follow <laughs> my heart or keep uh, pursuing uh, and all the ladders in my career. So I decided to follow my, my heart. And then I see myself here, like it's, it's from Brazil, it's exactly the opposite side of the world. And we can, there's no place I can go farther between Korea and, and Brazil. So I saw myself in the other side of the opposite side of the world. And I start to kind of the first, the first step, I would say, I start to identify the fears. <laughs> what am I going to do? How it's going to be my life from now on? And then I, I, I kind of found, overcome some fears and I decided to use my skills, knowledge, expertise, and all the strength that, and, that I had and decided to become a personal branding coach or like a LinkedIn personal branding. There are lots of different uh, names for what I'm doing, but I'm basically helping people to brand themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm helping clients to build an online, a strong online brand uh, that leads to more either career or business opportunities. So that's why I, I became <laughs> a LinkedIn's expert and um, leadership, digital leadership mentor. And I've been, and I love to do this. It's, it's so rewarding and at the beginning seriously at the beginning i i i started thinking that i was teaching people a bunch of tools a bunch of um, plans on how to build your career your your personal brand but then alongside all those those years i i realized that i am really capable of being of doing uh impactful things for people for people's life so this is this is magical because it's, it's pretty much like what you're doing we have this this opportunity to to make people or find what they are first of all are they afraid of overcome their fears their inner criticism and and understand what can keep what they can keep doing so that's that's my story <laughs> You know, it's, it's, and it's such, it's your story, Lucienne, is like the story of many, of many professionals that move abroad, you yep. know, um, and they, they have to suddenly transition and develop a new identity. And you don't even realize that you're, you, you lose your identity when you move to a new country. And, and that's what happened to me. That's what I wrote about in my book and, and all of these, you know, these fears that you talk about. And so I'd like to pinpoint on that, like, how did you actually overcome your fear? What did you do? If you can recall, like, what did you do to step from, I don't know what to do to I'm going to take the first step because as, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, 
for me, that was the hardest to get from, I don't know if I can do it to actually doing something. Wow, we self uh, self knowledge. It's really important. This is, I would think, and I would say it's 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 a key element. But um, it's a key element. Uh, self knowledge. It's a key element, but doesn't make you make you do the move, make the move. Mm -hmm. But I would say that um, talk. Like, like having a deep conversation, you know, with your inner criticism. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it, this, that you are, the, those voices and these fears and all this procrastination and all this kind of thing that are holding me back. Yeah. Let's have a deep conversation. You know, I know you are, you've been part of my life and, but, and you will still be part of my life. But from now on, I need to focus on something that will going to bring me uh, joy and fulfillment and where I can in a, a opportunity or a job or a work in which I can explore my creativity and be myself. So I think that was the hardest part, of course. It doesn't have like one, one simple conversation. It's not like that. But this is important, okay, it's um, especially online, especially because I started online. And this is quite interesting. When I first recorded my, my first move on my YouTube channel, and oh, it was so, <laughs> like, so I, I had like, seriously, I think I recorded like more than 12 times and editing and changing. No, this is not good, this is not good. And then I stopped and I said, okay, 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 stop, stop a little bit and think about it. You, you have a huge audience. You don't even know the size of your audience because you can either have a few um, people watching you or you can have a viral move outside and out there and it can be viral. And, and you don't know the size of your audience. Mm. But one thing that you have to understand is you cannot like be the person for all per people in the world. You have to find your niche. You have to find that part of um, professionals that require your knowledge, that will believe in you, will enjoy your voice, will enjoy your 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 uh, appearance, will enjoy being with you online. So first, stop being. It stopped the the inner criticism. That's that's was I think was the most important way. And I can and this is it's amazing because exactly this this first video is the most seen video in my YouTube channel, and I have more than fifty videos. And that specific one is the one that has much more views. And so I think this is the point. Like okay, you are here, my crit, my my inner <laughs> critic. Uh, but be a little bit quiet now because I have to work. I have to, to follow teams. I have to do something. Otherwise, I will get depressed. I will get yeah. like crazy. And that was not. And, and no, that's and that's like, I, I think you, you've hit it. Like, that is exactly it. I think a lot of people face is that inner voice of saying, you can't do it. You're not ready yet. You need another certification. You need to do X, Y, Z, you know, like, and I, I face that all the time. I mean, every level you get to, that inner critic still comes back and saying, like, are you ready? Are you really ready? 
And, and thank you for sharing that because I think that is, that is it. Like if you can put that voice aside and just go and do the work, whatever needs to happen is going to happen. And then you're going to see the, the positive outcomes of your actions. Um, I love that. I love that. So, so tell me, Lucienne, how did you, and uh, you all have the one time, one period after, right after the beginning, when you start launching your business and your, and your product in your offer to the market because you start questioning yourself oh am I imposter am I and I have enough <laughs> to give to people to sell to people and then you realize that you do know a lot yeah. yes that you can't help people with your knowledge with your expertise of course you can keep learning because this is part it would be very boring if you hadn't to keep learning but it's it's all those voices, they come and go all the time. And it's kind of a daily based fight. <laughs> yes. No, no, I, I totally, I, I am there with you. I think it's, but I mean, but then, but then I think Lucienne, what's so infectious about you is that you bring so much light and joy to the work that you do. And that's why like, I'm inspired by what you do because you love what you do. And, and I think for anyone listening and, or watching, if you're around people that love what they do, it is infectious. You like, you just want to be around them more and you feel good and you feel light. And that's what life is supposed to be like. Yeah. It's supposed to feel light. If it doesn't feel light, then something has to change. That's, I mean, that is also my personal realization in life is if things feel really heavy, what do I need to shift in myself or my career or my relationships to make things feel lighter? Um, so, so Lucian, when I watch you and you're up there and you're teaching about LinkedIn and you're just having a blast and I'm like, I need to get to know this lady. <laughs> so how did you, how did you specifically choose LinkedIn? And if you can share like two or three ideas about how LinkedIn can be very beneficial to someone who is looking to maybe start something new or get in, get a new promotion. Like how do, like, I guess let's get into the personal branding aspect. Yeah. How do we, this is your, yeah. this is your expertise. <laughs> I, I used to be a PR and communication executive. So I used to, to work with a range of medias in order to create an engagement between the brand and their followers or consumers or clients and all stakeholders. So it was part of my expertise already. So I just move up from the corporate business to a portable business, much more focused on personal brand instead of corporate brand. And because I was in communication, it's, and I used to work most of the time for a B2B company. And back then they were not that strong on social media. And I knew when I had that point of understanding, what am I gonna do from now on? I knew that social media was a gap in my career. I had to learn more about social media. I, because like uh, media training and communication and blogs and all kinds of uh, uh, media, I was pretty much aware of, but I had this gap on social media. And when I start looking for, okay, we had Facebook, Instagram was not as strong as now back then. And I'm not talking about like, two decades I'm talking about five years six years ago and Instagram was not that strong Facebook was very strong and LinkedIn was was pretty much in the middle but I am not 
I don't have, I, <laughs> I'm not even a consumer of makeup and lots of things, thing, lots of things. And I don't have the, the cute face to sell makeup on, on Instagram or on YouTube. This is not me. I don't know. That's what, that's what's very important. And I start looking inside me and, okay, what do I have? What are my strengths? What do I have? What kind of expertise I have? And then I can sell this expertise some, uh, to people that I uh, require or need this kind of knowledge. And then because I had, I spent like 20, more than 20 years in corporate business, I said, okay, I, I, I think I, my style, uh, my knowledge, the way I position myself, it's much more for LinkedIn than other social media. That's why I picked LinkedIn because it's more corporate style and this is my style. And yeah, I yeah, know that's great. And um... oh, yeah, and about the three aspects of LinkedIn. Well, first of all, LinkedIn, we have to say LinkedIn as a networking platform. It's not a job searching platform, although they, they have positioned themselves as a very strong uh, job seeking platform. It's not, it's not for looking for a job. It's not a marketing or sales platform. It's a networking platform. And when you understand that you are there to connect with people, to exchange knowledge, exchange experience, exchange um, opportunities, not only to ask for help, but exchange. I think this is, this is the, the word I would uh, I would consider as also as a key element. And so it's a networking platform. And, but it's also a social media uh, managed by an algorithm. So and there's, in order to get the best out of the platform, you have to, to not have a deep knowledge of how the algorithm works, but at at least understand how how it's managed. How 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 are uh, are they manage the background of your of your influence? And it's not only about posting. It's also about connection. It's also about engagement. So when you understand how the system works, you can find other features or more features to to start building our, your influence online. And the third one, I would say that it's it's, it's very dynamic. Yeah. So once you have your profile, your, you make all, you have all the profile fixed and and polished. Okay, six months and or three four months or one year, um, you can after that you can like look again, like take a look and. See what you can improve. How you can hard, uh, you can you can keep polishing your profile because it's not dynamic. It's very it's not static. It's very dynamic, and in and you have this this feature of always uh, improve your profile. So keep improving your profile. Look as an engagement and networking, and understand how the algorithm works. I, I would say that the three major points of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so for you as, as an entrepreneur, do, do people find you on, I mean, obviously on LinkedIn and then they connect with you and ask for your services? Is that, I mean, you've really used the platform 
for that or how do you? Oh, yes. So my, my, my knowledge, my product where I sell, it's pretty much brand um, online and personal brand on LinkedIn. I, I don't understand that much about other uh, social media, although I use them, but I don't understand in, in deep enough to, to teach people how to use. Yeah. So, and, but I also have my own blog. I also have my YouTube channel. And, and you know, because actually the algorithm itself, it works based on how the audience uh, reacts to your content. Mm -hmm. So how my community or my audience reacts to my content on my blog, on my YouTube channel, or either in my, my, my LinkedIn or other social media. So I pretty much, I would, I would say that I spend, let's say 60% of all my efforts on LinkedIn, but I also split the rest between my blog and my YouTube channel. I'm not that strong on Instagram or Facebook and people keep asking me, oh, why we're not that strong on that, those social media? Because I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense for your branding, right? Like you're a LinkedIn expert. So that's what you use. You use LinkedIn, you're on LinkedIn, you understand yeah. how the machine works and, and all so, of that. Yeah. So, and then that maybe if I, if I, if it was harder, it's um, to, to get clients, to, to grow my business, then I would use, and also I think it's a different audience and so on. And, and exactly what you said, I, if I'm, I'm selling my, the expertise of getting job or career opportunities or business opportunities on LinkedIn, it kind of doesn't make sense. Keep doing this, keep showing, uh, um, uh, demonstrate my work or my knowledge on other social media. So it's pretty much, I use pretty much LinkedIn, my own blog and my YouTube channel. Um, but hmm. I would say that my, my, my plan for 2021 and my strategy would be like breaking a little bit more and like putting a little bit more efforts on YouTube because streaming definitely is gonna take like take the place, take the business. It's gonna be the platform to increase any kind of business. Yeah, no, that's that's exciting. Oh my gosh, everyone just keep watching what Lucianne's doing and just <laughs> get tips from her. Um, Lucianne, one one question or one uh, yeah, one question I get from from audience members, from client, from coaching clients about social media in general. Um, and a lot of them use LinkedIn. They say, how do you know uh, when, too, when, you're, when you're sharing too much or you're putting too much out there? Like there's this, there's this fine line or this idea, like if I keep putting you know, my accomplishments out there, it might seem like I'm trying to be too showy. So how would someone reconcile that with, I, I don't know, like, cause I, I think there's, there's the online, you know, how you present yourself online and how you present yourself in the real world, right? So it's like, there, there's this, this balance or this dance, or even we're still learning as humans, how do we not flaunt what we're good at, but be genuine and authentic wherever we're, you know, wherever we're showing our, 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 um, our content or what we're doing or what we're excited about. Wow, that's a really, really nice question. And I would say that we can, we can separate 
this the, the answer in two moments. Mm. Let's take the moment before the pandemic mm. where people had the opportunity to meet and face to face to go in offline to to take part of events and so on to travel that was much more scary for mm. people I have a lot of uh, clients most of them c-level executives and they they and some of them told me okay I am I don't I don't like I'm afraid of being being too much so off what am I gonna say I don't want to look like lies or you wanna I'm posting all the time and that's exactly the prick of social of personal brand and I and I you don't need to show yourself you don't need to keep showing yourself you need to be present online that's that's fine that the algorithm is gonna check this whether you like or not. So you have to, but you can talk about other, like a, a, a range of topics. Yeah. So if you are, uh, let's say a, a human resource executive, mm-hmm. but you can talk about leadership. You can talk about diversity. You can talk about um, um Later, the career in, in the professional career. You can talk about sustainability. You can talk about communication, about employer brand. So there are lots of subjects mm. and that you understand that you can talk about, that you can kind of um, use them as a slogan for your personal branding. They, they, those kind of subjects are interesting. Because if every day you are posting about yourself, about, about posting about yourself, about yourself, about yourself, it's kind of um, it's it's boring in a sense. I know that people love to see and to understand, and they are curious about people's life. But especially on LinkedIn, other social media can do much more this. But on LinkedIn, as you, I would say that eighty percent of your content would be related with business or would be related with career it's not that you cannot talk about yourself but let's put this way but in the in those 80 percent content that are interesting your audience like kind of split them and you can talk you like for example you can talk about motivation you can talk about uh positive thing you can talk about happiness you can talk talk about overcome fear. So there are a range of themes that you can you can talk about. And once that's why it's it's quite interesting when you you understand your audience and you build that community. Because once you have a community and you have an odds audience that is interesting in those subjects and those themes that you are capable of talking and capable influence. So the, then you have the match. Mm. So if you that that's why it's important to, to, to have an um, uh, overview of the platform, of the algorithm, because, and also in, in your community. So who is your community? How, how is your uh, connection or your audience was, was built? What kind of person is there? What, what kind of subject they are interested? So this is one point. And the other point is, well, the algorithm will check that. If you are posting, it's gonna be checked. <laughs> so there's no way to escape. Yeah. And 
I don't know. I don't have this answer. I think this is the million dollar question. And oh, why some kind of content have much more engagement than others? Well, it could be the time that you are posting, the competition. Maybe you are posting like this week, for example, that we are having lots of political and political issues around the world. So I, I've been I've been noticed that you, whatever you post now, people's minds are kind of not interested in th that kind of subject this week. I might post the same the same content like two weeks from now, and I will I would see a different engagement. So there is no right and so right uh, recipe um and the guarantee of uh, how your audience is going to react to your content what is sure what i am 100% sure is if you are not present online someone is going to be present and someone is going to take that the tiny piece of uh, your audience mind and it's like a mind share it's not market market share it's mind share and if you're not there, you're, you're gonna, you might miss a lot of opportunities. So it has to be balanced. I love, I, I heard that, I heard that word in another, uh, in this other seminar that I was listening to about having mindshare. And I'm like, oh, that is such a good, cause that's like your attention, right? Who has your attention? And no, you cannot have people's attention or you cannot influence others if you were just not present. Yeah. You know? And if you're not present online, don't have, you know, don't expect to have a, uh, online influence, if that is what you want to build out, uh, especially in this post-pandemic online world. <laughs> post-pandemic, it's a little bit easier because I like just continue my, my answer because now it's easier because you have no other opportunity. You have no other uh, chance. You have to have it. The only chance you have to talk to people, to meet people, to get and to know to opportunities and engagement, it's online. There's no other uh, way to do that. So I think it's psychologically, it's easier now than, than before the pandemic. <laughs> um, and so Lucian, two, two last questions. What do you do to stay positive when you face setbacks? Well, I would say that, well, first of all, I'm sure that, that Seeing life and its ups and downs always based on positive things would be a very helpful step. So those, I and I am like this. I, I use, I have two options. I can see the positive side and the negative. So I, I'm pretty much more uh, leaning to the positive side. And of course, it's kind of almost impossible to be happy all the time. But I would say that learn, this is pretty practical and learning how to deep breath exactly at the moment you feel yourself stressed out. It's awesome. <laughs> it <helps a> lot. <laughs> Seriously, I wish I, someone had taught me that at the beginning of my journey, like when I started my career, because I wasn't like that. It was a very stressful person. Of course, the, the, as as you grow and you get mature and you get like this experience, you start to understand your surrounds and how things are going to work out pretty much. And, but I would say that breathing, it's very helpful uh, to deal with stressful events. 
And also you can choose, you can look to the positive side or negative side. It's so simple, right? It's so simple. <laughs> well, it's so simple, but it's kind of a daily fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's like you're fighting your inner critic. You have to choose between positive and negative. And then, you know, when you're really stressed out, how can you like breathe, breathe through that emotion or breathe through that event? Um, I, I, I too, like you, uh, used to be like super stressed out at work just because I'm high achiever, high performer. Yeah. And I realize like when you're going 120 miles per hour every day, it's just not sustainable. Um, no. And I can't even imagine like in that corporate environment where like, you know, you're managing like, you know, big accounts and pushing things forward. Uh, so, so thank you for, thank you for sharing your, your well-being strategies. Take a deep breath and think of the positive. It's way easier to say and to advise than do. But this is really something that I wish someone had taught me in the beginning of my journey because yeah. it, it's pretty much the handy and the, the only thing that you have in that, that moment that you can, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to leave a meeting and go to the bathroom and you know, the breath. It, I think it's very helpful. That's great. And also believe in yourself and be positive, but all those um, things that are less, not that breathing is touchable, but it's, you can feel breathing. You, don't, you can't feel the positive thing. You can't feel the, your mind change. So I, that's why I think it's helpful, at least for me, at least for my style. That's great. And uh, what is your definition of success? Well, actually, the pure, like the, like the, what well-known definition of success is the accomplish of an aim or a purpose or this kind, whatever you want. Uh, but for me, I definitely think that it's being able to do something that kind of maximizing my potential and my creativity in a meaningful way. And at the same time of providing me the freedom, lifestyle, and experience that I desire. And it's kind of, you know, having like that feeling, the daily feeling of joy and fulfillment in your work and beyond and all you are doing. I think this is the definition of success for me now in this period of my life. And when I was in my 20s, the definition of success for me for me was having a, a, a manager position in a corporate business. That was the definition of success. And it can change over your life, the period of your life. But now I would say that is this is maximizing my potential and creativity in a meaningful way, not only because of money and any kind of reward of course it's important but yeah it doesn't it doesn't uh, it's not sustainable so good I love that um I'm gonna write that on a post-it and just put it in my right here in front of my screen um and so Lucien where can people find you where can the audience find you how can they connect with you what's the best way oh actually the best way is my LinkedIn profile definitely <laughs> especially because Worldwide, my, my LinkedIn profile is the only platform with English content. I'm working on my uh, 
blog in English and also my YouTube in English. So uh, people can find me on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it was such an honor and <laughs> I'm so happy. And I'm also happy for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see your book. We couldn't get the, the launch of the book. Because yeah, of no, I know, I know. Um, we'll, uh, but, we'll, we'll reconnect on that. Meet very soon and I can grab your book and read your book. And congrats on your show. Thank you so much.